millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. You've heard and are familiar with the name Malampaya. You likely even already have a notion of why it's important. It's a gas field located in the waters northwest of Palawan. Malampaya delivers 20% of the Philippines' energy needs. The entire island of Luzon, including Metro Manila, draws 40% of its electricity from Malampaya. But while many of us take for granted that which powers our laptops, fuels our school and work, our Wi-Fi, our favorite Netflix shows on our smart TVs, and keeps our refrigerators and fans and air conditioners humming while we sleep. Families in the most remote areas of Palawan, the very province to which Malampaya belongs, they do not have access to any of that power, nor do they have running water. Wala man lang matinong kalye. For Palawenyo Jerry Ortega, may mali yata. This is clearly wrong. An environmentalist, wildlife veterinarian, and broadcaster, Ortega railed against this irony and injustice in his radio shows. Nakakaawa ang mga palawenyo. Marami ang naghihirap. Pumupunta sa hospital walang gamot, namamalimos. Ang inu-offer lang ninyo, kabaong! Hindi kayo naaawa na ang ninanakawan ay ang mga mahihirap. Jerry Ortega's radio program was called Ramatak. It's a kuyunon word. It means relentless, walang tigil. It ran for two hours each day from Monday to Saturday. In it, he and his guests would discuss all issues that affected his beloved Palawan. Where he thought it needed... He was very critical of the local government. He was on a crusade, particularly against corruption. Nung lumabas po ang COA Special Audit Report nung 2003, nalaman po ba ninyo? Nalaman lang po ninyo ito dahil nakakuha po ako ng kopya. Kung hindi po ako nakakuha ng kopya, hindi na po ninyo malalaman kung paano nilulustay ang pera ng lalawigan ng Palawan. The Commission on Audit report that Ortega cited, it led to the filing of graft charges against former Palawan Governor Joel Reyes, the same man who stands accused of masterminding 10 years ago, the murder of Jerry Ortega. Ako po si Trisha Aquino, Puma Podcast. In this special episode of Teka Teka, we look back on the 10th death anniversary of environmental activist and broadcast journalist, Jerry Ortega. Sa 
Since his assassination on January 24, 2011, the man accused of plotting his murder, former Palawan Governor Reyes, is still undergoing trial. In the meantime, many Palawenos are still holding the torch for justice for Ortega. He was a media man, an activist. At one point, he was also a member of the Provincial Board of Palawan. Most Palawenos simply called him Doc Jerry. So, dad was a vet. Kesha dinawag na Doc Jerry kasi vet siya. And a lot of his work had to do with parang conservation of wildlife. This is Mika Ortega, Doc Jerry's eldest daughter. He used to be the director of the Crocodile Farming Institute in Palawan. We grew up holding crocodiles, baby crocodiles, ganyan. And really being exposed to Palawan wildlife as children. But also kasi the way he talks about Palawan, it's very rich with stories. As in, he knows the species of witch trees, the story behind the animals, ganyan. So, aside from the fact that he was a conservationist, he was also a storyteller. Um, he would actually say, wag compare yung buaya sa politiko. Kasi parang naiinsulto yung buaya. Kasi sabi niya, parang ang buaya, kapag kumain yun at nabusog, hindi yun kakain for for a while, until magutom siya ulit. Unlike corrupt politicians na parang walang kabusogan. And at that time, in the 90s, there were a lot of power outages in Palawan, so there's really a, not a lot of opportunity to watch TV. So you needed to go out. So every time pag sinabing lalabas kayo, it would be like a river or the beach uh, or waterfalls. So that's how how we grew up with, with Dad. But when I was older na, I did accompany him from time to time, especially you advocacy niyan against mining in Palawan. And then eventually, we would go around for voters' education para magets pat na ito yung dapat nating pinipili sa ating mga leader kasi uh, dapat tinitingnan natin kung korap ba sila, kung pinapangalagaan ba nila tayo, ganyan. And there was also a time na nag-guest niya rin ako sa radio around the issue of mining in Palawan. And it's that same broadcast na meron ulit threats um, sa kanya but also sa akin. So parang yun nga, pinupotakte talaga ng death threats um, yung, yung tatay ko. Kasi talagang tinatry siyang i-intimidate to stop from whatever it is that he was doing. Broadcaster Lourdes Escaros started her career in the late 90s, learning from Doc Jerry. Today, she is with one of the largest radio networks in the country, RMN. She is also the NCR chairperson of the National Union of Journalists of the Philippines. Sa GMA pa lang ay magkasama na kami ni Dr. Jerry Ortega. At kasama ko rin doon si Dong Batul. So parang ako yung baby nila because bago nga ako sa media. Dong Batul was another radio commentator who, like Dr. Jerry, was outspoken when it came to corruption in local government. He had survived an attempt to his life in April 2006, when two grenades were left in his house but failed to explode. A month later, Batul was not so lucky. He was gunned down just outside the radio station where he worked. Dong, Doc Jerry, and Lourdes had worked at an ABS-CBN affiliate as well. Lourdes would go on to host TV Patrol Palawan, while Dong and Doc Jerry remained with radio. 
naging ano siya talaga, naging vocal si Doc Jerry sa issue ng kalikasan. When we say kalikasan, sinakot na number one mining. Talaga naging vocal siya na sa mga giant firm na nagbimina sa Palawan, alam niyo ba kung gaano kaganda ang Palawan? Kung ikaw ay illegalista, ang Palawan ang pinakamasarap na pasukin. Kasi talagang yayaman. Sobrang ganda ng kabundukan, ng dagat, ang hangin. Tingin ko talaga yun ang issue na talagang tinamaan ng gusto yung mga gumawa sa kanya ng ganito. Dahil gusto nilang pasukin yung Palawan for mining, logging, at kung ano-ano pa mga illegal na activities against ano sa Mother Nature. When he himself was a member of Palawan's Provincial Board, Ortega instigated many heated discussions about Malampaya, as well as the funds generated by the Deep Water Gas to Power Project. Here's Mika. The conversation at that time was really, kanino ba tong Malampaya Fund? Is it, does it belong to Palawan, the province, or does it belong to the Philippines, a.k.a. kanino mapupunta yung budget? The Malampaya Fund scam, as Doc Jerry tagged it, refers to questions they raised around nearly 1 billion pesos that was supposed to be the government's share from the project. And the project's value is much greater than that. The entire Malampaya project is worth around $4.5 billion. Patricia Denise Chu, a reporter for the Philippine Daily Inquirer, covered the energy project for years. It's a $4.5 billion project started in 2002. And it involves the extraction of natural gas from uh, waters um, northwest, west of Palawan province. Actually, the government is only a minority shareholder of the entire project. It's operated by Shell Philippines and Chevron Malampaya. I think at that point, the problem really was the way na pinag-uusapan yung budget was major suspicious in the sense na parang walang checks and balances. We're talking about billions upon billions of pesos. And it seems to be designed in a way that it's so easy to steal it. And so he, at some point, was the lone voice. He would always be the dissenting opinion. Lagi niya kinokontra. Noong 2009, actually, former budget secretary, Roland Andaya Jr., authorized the release of $900 million from the Malampaya funds, which is the government share, for relief ops dapat for rehab and reconstruction for provinces affected by tropical storms, Ondoy and Peping. Pero, na-divert yung funds sa bogus NGOs ni Napolis. 2019 lang na-arrange si Napolis and hindi ko nga alam kung na-arrange na si Andaya. In 2017, the ombudsman filed graft and malversation charges against Andaya and Janet Lim Napolis, among others. Napolis is allegedly the brains behind the 10 billion peso pork barrel scam. The money was rerouted to non-existent NGOs owned by Napolis. It went through her focus NGOs in exchange for kickbacks. That was supposedly, uh, since the case is still ongoing, we can't say for sure, diba? But supposedly, ang mga nakinabang is these people named in the scam, uh, which includes several Palawan officials actually. Lourdes Escaros. Alam nyo, 
Napakaswerte ng Pilipinas na ilawan kayong lahat. Napakaswerte ng national government na bibigyan kayo ng pera. Pero napakamalas na mga palawenyo hindi namin papakinabangan ng malampaya. Yung malampaya na yan, ang laki-laki ng pera niyan, panahong kahon ni Gloria Macapagal-Arroyo, hindi ko kami nakikinabang dyan. Yung issue ng malampaya na yan, buong Pilipinas, napapailawan. Pero alam niyo ba, pumunta kayo sa Palawan. Pumunta kayo sa mga malalayong mga lugar, sa mga malalayong mga syudad, or, or I mean, um, a sitio or, or barrio. Walang ilaw, walang tubig, walang kalsada. Pinuwala ng gobyerno yan para pakinabangan. Pero kaming mga taga-Palawan, nabang sa malampayan na yan, wala. And so, Mika says, that injustice and Doc Jerry's cause continues. In one radio interview that he had, tinanong siya nung radio host kung bakit siya laban ng laban, e mag-isa lang siya. Hindi naman siya mananalo kasi. Tapos, sinabi niya na inihahaling tulad niya yung sarili niya sa isang munting kandila sa gitna ng silid na madilim na kahit na hindi niya kayang bigyan ng liwanag yung buong silid, marami pa rin madilim. Yung sulok niya kung nasaan siya, dapat ipaglaban yung liwanag na yun dahil nananalo naman yung liwanag sa dilim kahit na hindi siya nananalo ng buo. So kahit na feeling niya, it seems like a losing battle, it still needs to be fought. The things that need to be said still need to be said. Our rights still need to be protected. And I think that's also related to why, despite the heightened fear, kahit na marami nang nagsasabi sa kanya na huminahon ka or magmenor ka muna, he believed he needed to do it kasi he believed it was the right thing to do. You can die anytime. It can be because of an accident or, or natural causes. It can be because of something else. But what matters is that you did what you needed to do in your life. After his radio show in the mornings, Doc Jerry would visit his wife, Patty, in her animal clinic. Like him, she was also a vet. But on January 24, 2011, Ortega deviated from his morning routine. Imbis na dumiretsyo sa klinik ni Patty, tumigil siya sa isang ukay-ukay. And it was there, at around 10.20 in the morning, in broad daylight, that a gunman casually approached him and shot him in the head. The Philippine Center for Investigative Journalism pieced together the timeline of the crime, as well as the subsequent capture of the assassins, and the associations that ultimately linked the suspects to former Palawan Governor Joel Reyes and his brother, former Coron Mayor Mario Reyes. Here's Ed Lingao of PCIJ. The capture of the gunman in Doc Jerry's case is a tribute to two things, uninvolved citizenry and technology. Puerto Princesa's closed-circuit cameras showed that on the morning of the murder, the gunman waited for three hours along the national highway outside the pet clinic where Doc Jerry works as a licensed veterinarian. Doc Jerry arrived at 10.20 in the morning after finishing his radio show at the DWAR studio. But instead of going straight to his pet clinic, Doc Jerry passed by a store selling secondhand clothing a few meters away from his clinic. At 10.24, the gunman made his move, crossed the street, 
and approached Doc Jerry. The actual murder is hidden from the view of the camera. At 10.42 in the morning, January 24, 2011, a gunshot to the back of the head killed Dr. Jerry Ortega. Within seconds, the gunman reappeared on the CCTV screen, running across the street to safety. Note the red fire truck that happened to be passing by as the gunman rushed to escape. The surprised fireman heard the gunshot and saw a man running away with a pistol in one hand. But instead of taking cover, the fireman chased the armed man and arrested him a few hundred yards away. The gunman was later identified as Marlon de Chavez Ricamata, a hired gun from Quezon province. The authorities also found CCTV footage of Ricamata arriving in Palawan along with two accomplices, Dennis Aranas and Armando Noel Loria. Aranas was arrested days later in Coron, Palawan. A few weeks afterwards, Loria surrendered to authorities. The police traced the ownership of the gun to lawyer Romeo Seratubias, who served as provincial administrator under former Palawan governor Joel T. And here's Mika. Nagtatrabaho ko nun sa Manila, tapos tumawag yung nanay ko sa akin. Mabilis lang natawag. Sinabi niya na, Mika, si daddy, patay na. Tapos, parang alam mo yung shock na hindi mo alam kung paano magre-react. Yung ang hirap, ang hirap tanggapin. It's reality kasi the night before, kausap ko lang siya. Nagkukwentuhan kami over the phone. Tapos, Ang pinagkukwentuhan pa namin mas parang how to help communities, what we need to do for environmentalism. Tapos, on a date pa siya with my mom. So, umuwi na ako sa Palawan that same day. Pero, it wasn't until yung nakatulog na ako, tapos nagising ako. Dun talaga, parang sinampal ng katotohanan. And I think, in grieving, parang mas mahirap yung mga succeeding days. Lourdes Escaro says, Jerry Ortega's killing was clearly intended to send a message to other journalists in Palawan. Yung media nagkaroon ng chilling effect na yung mga matitino, like Kidok Jerry, nagkaroon sila ng fear, takot. Kasi kung ang isang malaking tao, kilalang tao, may kayang tao, may dignidad na tao, nagawa namin patayin, eh sino ka na lang. So nagkaroon siya ng chilling effect, pati sa mga owners ng mga companies, ng media companies, na pinagsasabihan yung kanilang mga anchors na Limit mo na yan. Huwag na siya ang banatan mo. Huwag na yan ang tirahin mo. They were definitely afraid, Lourdes says. Especially as they felt they did not have the support they needed. Wala ko nakitang ganun. Wala ko nakitang ganun move ng mga companies para sana hindi rin mangyari sa kanila itong naranasan ng ating kasamang si Dow Jerry Ortega. And yung mga nakikinig or nanonood na yung mga kasama niya ba, binigyan ng security, Nung mangyari yun, yung mga kasama niya ba, binigyan ng uh, this is the log or this is the book na pwede yung basahin para alam nyo kung paano suportahan at gabayan yung inyong mga sarili. Sabi nga nung mga kaibigan ko, pag tinatanong ko, kumusta yung uh, pamahayaw ko sa Palawan, tapos na yung maliwanag na panahon sa mamahayag sa Palawan. Ibig nilang sabihin, ibang-iba na noon na walang kinatatakutan, uh, lahat ng issue tinatalakay, lahat ng issue na bibigyan ng solusyon. Meron siyang message na, bakit ka pa magsasalita? Bakit ka pa magsusulat sa dyaryo? Eh, pag pinatay ka namin, hanggang dyan ka na lang eh.
By now, the gunman, Marlon Recamata, has been convicted of murder. And so has Nonoy Regalado, the man who helped organize the crime. Regalado was the personal aide of former Palawan Governor Joel Reyes. Three other people involved in the assassination have already died. And as for former Palawan Governor Reyes and his brother, former Coron Mayor Mario Reyes, We're still waiting because the last time the Court of Appeals decided na to stop hearing the case in the regional trial court. So, kinounter naman yun. We're just waiting kung ano na yung final decision. And if it's an actionable decision, kung pwede na bang magpatuloy yung, yung case sa regional trial court. Lourdes Escaros. Kung maibibigay yung hustisya na ang tagal-tagal lang inaantay ng Pamilya Ortega, justice sa aming lahat yon. Magkakaroon kami uli ng right na humawak ng ballpen at matapang na magsusulat. Kukuha kami ng mikropono at matapang na magsasalita dahil alam namin na protected kami ng batas. I'm hopeful. Um, uh, it's been taking so long. Um, the... Mika remembers being in her early 20s when her father was killed. There was a lot of public speaking, holding rallies in front of government offices, talking to one TV network after another, telling them about Doc Jerry. Bad eggs in the country. Are you hopeful that um, this will be resolved soon? We have been bracing for the worst, and we are looking at a very long, long drawn out battle. Um, definitely, we are asking uh, the Malacanang, the government, to really uh, make sure that justice is served. Mm. What we have been asking the family ever since the beginning is to be given the chance for a fair and honest mm. trial. And how can we have that if the Reyes brothers continue to be fugitives? Mm. If they are not arraigned, we cannot have that. Isa sa mga Bagay na napag-usapan namin ng nanay ko. Tinanong ko siya eh, um, uh, this was before COVID, I asked my mom kung buhay si daddy, ano kaya sasabihin niya ngayon? Ano kaya gagawin niya ngayon? And she said, kung buhay pa siya, papatayin siya ulit. So parang that, that answer takes me back nung Bago pa ilibing si Daddy, isa sa mga interview sa akin na media, sinabi ko, what is justice? What does true justice mean? What does it look like? Sure, it's about jailing the masterminds. It's about making sure na those who are out to kill, they don't have an easy time. Na you're sending a message na you can't just kill someone and get away with it. But justice goes beyond that. It's about changing ourselves so that this doesn't happen again. Hindi lang sila pumatay ng asawa, ng kaibigan, ng kapatid, ng anak. Pumatay sila ng isang taong nangikipaglaban para sa mga palawenyo. Pumatay sila ng bayani. And I think 10 years later, if the answer is still a Jerry Ortega or a Doc Jerry Ortega will still die, we haven't received justice yet. Kasi true justice means someone like him will survive. Someone who exposes corruption. Someone who fights for what they believe to be right. Someone who tells the truth will survive. But we are in a climate na hindi ganun eh. Malayo pa yung laban. And that's it for this special episode of Teka Teka by Puma Podcast. 
It was produced and hosted by me, Trisha Aquino, and edited by Nina Toralba. Subscribe to Teka Teka and Puma Podcast on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, or wherever you listen. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. And if you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. It streamlines your processes to make your business more efficient, which makes you less busy. Mail checks, invoices, legal documents, and everything you need to keep your business running with Stamps.com. Seamlessly connect with every major marketplace and shopping cart. Schedule package pickups and see your cheapest and fastest shipping options from different carriers. With rates up to 89% off USPS and UPS rates. And with the Stamps.com mobile app, you can take care of mailing and shipping wherever you are. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Sign up with code PROGRAM for a 4-week trial, plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's stamps.com. Code program.